Welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We are bringing you Transformers news from around the world and across Australia. Not that Australia gets that much news, but we're going to do it with Australian accents. This is episode 199. We are recording live on Friday, September 6th, 2019. In this episode, we've got some new masterpiece figures. Yay. <laughs> awesome. Oh, shit. We didn't fill anything else in there. Anyway, <laughs> all, all of that and... Whatever Left. else we've got in the run sheet is coming up after this. All right, welcome to the show. I'm Jason. Joining me this week, we have Bradley coming to us from all the way over in Perth. Perth, 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 Perth. Perth. <laughs> hey. Hello. Hi, Mr. Echo. Hi. How you doing? Where's the cheese? <laughs> oh, God. I know I, said, I know I said that we were doing Australianisms in this podcast, but holy shitballs. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Bradley? I'm doing well, thanks, Jason. And how are you? I am uh, doing exceptionally well. It's been, is that, you know, it's been a lovely week in Sydney for the first time since, uh, actually, since I moved into this <laughs> shit place. But yeah, <laughs> it's been a lovely week. Uh, the weather has gotten warmer. I've been able to sleep without about five heating devices around me to keep me warm over the course of the night. Uh, and I got a hot new toy to play with. So, yeah. Um, how about yourself? What have you been up to over there? Um, getting brokenhearted with uh, Hasbro's poor distribution in Australian retail. That was earlier this year. What have you been doing this week? No, I mean, like, that's, been, that's, that's been the story of 2019. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. quite true. Um, not too much, really. It's been um, mm -hmm. fairly weird weather in Perth. It's been... Lovely blue clear sky, yet it's freezing on the ground level. Uh, so you've discovered winter. Yeah. Winter is here, even though it's spring yeah. now. But you're from the west, not the north. Yeah, but remember, there is no such thing as North Australia. Have you, have you, have you heard of Darwin? <laughs> no. Well, the Northern Territory is an estate. It's a territory. You should... Uh, you, you should you, you should listen to the you should listen to the ninth doctor anyway. Lots of planets have a north. Oh god. <laughs> doctor Who. Yeah. No, uh, Doctor What. Ah, uh, okay. What what? Doctor Who is on first and what's on second. Um, okay, all right. So look, uh, we have a we have a new person joining us for the podcast this week. Uh, Cameron is coming to us from Canberra, which makes it slightly confusing because his name and his place are a little bit alliterated. Cameron, how are That's you doing right. down there? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Jason. How are you? Well, we've I, heard how you are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone's everyone's heard. How, look, you know, frankly, everyone's sick of how I am. Uh, I think uh, I think we should talk a little bit about you. You're the new person. You're our, you're our new toy to play with. Uh, so, like, um, the hot seat. We, yeah, the, the hot seat. You know, what, you know, what? it's such a hot seat. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna. That, that's not it. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change the layout slightly. And Ooh, hello. Yeah, you think this is a pure audio <laughs> no, medium? Nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing works here. Okay, look, um, nothing works. I'm gonna. I, I don't know how to. 
I, I've come to the conclusion that I actually don't know how to give Cam the uh, the main layout in the. Um... You gave it to him before, didn't you? No, I don't know how this happened. It's not working, and frankly, I like, I like the just... other montage. It was good. Frankly, I'm just <laughs> I'm just going to do this now. So, Cam, tell us a little bit about yourself. What Transformers do you collect, and uh, maybe tell us some of your recent acquisitions and things that you've things that you've been playing with. Sure. So, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Bayformers fan. Uh, where's where's the kick button? Is there a kick button? <laughs> I don't in know. The, in this really chat, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to actually give him the main screen. Now I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so it, it, so, so, so a, tell, tell us some more about this um, Bayformers stuff. Like, what what is this? None of us I are I want to hear with all it. about it. Are you <laughs> I don't know. So since the movies came out, I've I've always been a big fan. So you know, it's a huge shift from G one, obviously. Um, but the G one movie them. was in nineteen eighty six. It's a long time ago. It was. Mm. It was. <laughs> so <laughs> I just like the look of the the new Bayformers. Well, they're not exactly new anymore, but um, it'd be a bit more edgy. So you know, I've got my Ironhide masterpiece here. Oh, yes, very nice. nice. Yeah, just a pretty figure all around. I think it's just the the detailing in them and. Yeah, the pretties. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, look, I I think the the movie masterpiece figures. So, like, mm. there have been there have been older movie masterpiece figures, uh, which were just sort of leaders rebadged for the uh, Japanese market. But I think the newer movie masterpiece figures they seem to be they seem to be quite popular. They seem to, mm. seem to be doing pretty well. They've even made it out in uh, retail stores in Australia. Big W has um, Megatron, doesn't it? Or is it Megatron? Uh, or Barricade. Barricade. Barricade, yes. Uh, they also have the VW uh, Bumblebee as well, masterpiece. Hmm. Hmm. So, uh, so controversial. Let, 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 let's 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 put you through the ringer on your in your first five minutes. So, um, you're a Bayformers fan. How do you feel about Bumblebee? Uh, can't say I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I think I've got an eight year old who who quite likes him. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> For the adult, I think I like the Decepticons. They've got a bit of the the edge on the old Autobots in the movies, uh, and appeals to something dark within me. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you, say, you say they've got the edge, but they do seem to keep getting defeated. They do. They've they got they the do. touch. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. it's, it's it's fair enough. Right. <laughs> uh, so so you're a Bayformers collector, but like I've seen things that you've been collecting that are not actually Bayformers. So like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, like your collecting interests are a little bit more eclectic than that. Very eclectic, yeah. So, I mean, I've got a few of the, the G1 re reissues. I've got a few G1s from the 80s. Um, and I'm really enjoying the new Siege line as well. So, Fantastic. Which Siege figures have you picked up? Or is that a story for new acquisitions? Ooh. Uh, probably could be for new acquisitions. But, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Ironhide, the Ratchets, the Chromias. I think Chromia seems to be a bit of a shell former here in Canberra. Chromia, uh, Chromia mm. is, uh, funnily enough, a shell former across Australia. However, <laughs> um, when I went to TF Nation a few weeks ago, I, wa I actually took three Chromias over to people in the UK because they don't have her there. Uh, and, uh, as, much as, as much as we might not really like the figure that much and therefore, you know, sort of assume it's a bit of a shelf warmer uh, because we see it everywhere and we assume that no one likes it, there are people on the other side of the planet who are desperate to pick it up. <laughs> Go figure. Very good point. Yeah. 
Oh, look, look, one nation's shell formers are another nation's rarities. Um, they also don't have uh, Ravager Laserbeak over there as well. It's very strange. Mm. Um, so uh, what was your what was your most recent? Uh, what, was, what was your most recent figure that you've picked up? Uh, most recent figure would be the Combat Megatron in the uh, G2 yes. paint. So it was the 95 unreleased paint color. Yeah. You can see that? There you go. People on he, the podcast won't be able to see it. But <laughs> he, no, no, it looks fine. He, he is a wonderful looking uh, repaint of the uh, very, very quite, quite good uh, Siege Megatron figure as well. Yeah. So I think he's got the same mold as the, um, the Siege line, but a different sculpted head uh, and obviously the paint color, but everything else is similar. Yeah. 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 It's a, uh, one of the things that I quite enjoy about the Generation Select figures is actually the amount of paint that they put on them and um, mm. sort of they've really sort of they've really they're really starting to pick up the uh, the slack of the after the demise of Fun Pub and actually making figures that are based on existing figures but have a you know a different color scheme or a different paint job. Um, Lancer and some of the fanbots that they've been doing are also sort of a good example of that. I think mm. they also feel good in the hand as well. They're, they're robust and meaty so yeah that's yeah. true uh, I, I think that's generally true of the siege line they're all mm. they're all quite they're all quite solid uh figures unfortunately like in being quite solid figures they are a little bit smaller than they used to be but uh that's the price of them being solid isn't it it is indeed very much so yeah <laughs> Mm. All right. Uh, I think that perhaps we should uh, perhaps we should uh, try doing a um, try doing a proper screen share now, and not that one, but this one. And uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll start talking about some news, shall we? We're going to move swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from Vi Yonder? First up tonight, we do have uh, you would you would think, given the number of people that have been picking up uh, Masterpiece Convoy, no, but we're going to talk about him shortly. However, we're always looking forward to the next big thing, and uh, we can see on screen there are some uh, in hand images of MP forty five. Now, this is the G one Bumblebee version two point zero. Um, apparently, Takara's decided that the existing Bumblebee masterpiece is just not enough, and uh, so they're giving us a new one. Yeah, he's not. And... He's not a bad looker. He's not a bad looker. If you're if you're into the cartoon aesthetic, he's he's much more in line with the cartoon aesthetic. You can, you can see a couple of a uh, couple of side by side figures here. And one of the things that really defined Bumblebee in the cartoon was the sort of the sweeping lines and the curve of the bonnet. And so they've really accentuated that. Whereas you can sort of see on the original and the original MPB it was much more. Um, it was much more. Uh, I guess realistic to the car. Yeah, yeah, it was more sculpted after the actual car design. But uh, the new, the new B is much more squat and a much more. Um, I think uh, I think I've seen him described as a penny racer uh, <laughs> because the the it turned out that the minibots were actually intended to be toys, um, and so oh, wow. so that's why that's why you get the squat designs uh, because they were actually modelled more after toy cars than they were after real cars. Uh, hence. Bumblebee having a, a little bit more of a, uh, a short design, and uh, looks like he's looks like he's intended to go onto a uh, slot car racing track. <laughs> now, yeah. uh, Cam, you 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 didn't really mention any masterpieces other than the movie masterpieces in your collection. There, Do you, are you a masterpiece collector? 
Uh, I've got a couple, yeah. So I actually <laughs> just quickly popped the headphones off, and I went and grabbed my bumblebee. Yeah, nice. Very nice. Right there. Cool. So I have to say I, I, I love the colour. So the new one that's coming out seems to be a little bit lighter on the paint job. Yeah, I feel like he's less. He's a little bit less shiny. Mm. Um, and it's mm. really nice. It's really uh, yeah. It, it's um, so while I'm looking at my screen, I can see notifications popping up all over my screen, but they don't come. They don't come through on the feed, so uh, that's good. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. He is a little bit lighter. He's much more. Mm. Um, he's much more in line with his uh, cartoon design uh, and design and color scheme. And if I keep flicking through these, oh, wow, that's a lot of bees. If I keep flicking through these enough, then we will find uh, a robot mode picture of him to, uh, and look there, someone's taken a photo of every single step of transforming him. That's, oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. It's like a stop motion video we're looking at here. Yeah. And yep, yep, yep. There we go. There we go. I gotta say the the so the background. This is a this is a photo shoot that we're looking at from TFW two thousand five. The background being a photograph of something that has vertical elevation but is laid flat is really confusing. Hmm. <laughs> I thought it was the Thames. Anyway, that well, looks I mean, really complicated. Remember. That. Mm. It does. It, so it does. We're, we're we're looking at Bumblebee side on. He's got a bit of a backpack. There's a bit of bit of exposed stuff in it. But you know what? When you um, when you look at him from the front, he's going to look good. Yeah, I have to admit, the first picture I saw of this was just the robot mode comparison, and I honestly couldn't because I I haven't collected the masterpiece Bumblebee, so I couldn't work out which Bumblebee was the new one and which one was the old one. But looking at their car modes, it's a lot easier. And now that I know that that is a new one, then yeah, it's much easier then. Yeah, so the it's kind of funny when you put the when you put the two side by side. Bumblebee's the 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 new Bumblebee has a more squished car mode, but he also has a taller robot mode, which um, is actually kind of impressive. Mm. Yeah, lots of um, shrinking and expanding. It's true. It's true. Um, and uh, you know, if anything, I kind of feel like his head's a little bit too large. But yeah. yeah. But at the same time, well, maybe. Yeah, I can't work out why it's that big. It wouldn't be for detail because he's pretty basic details on his head. He does. Yeah. Um, I, I'm guessing it's to do with his animation model, really. That yeah. Yeah. That's, that's got to be it. I mean, I don't think it could be anything to do with, you know, having having to fill up the uh, car mode, you know, have a big head inside there, but no, nah, that's got to be for this um, animation accuracy. Yeah. Uh, you can also see in, in the shot that we're looking at at the moment, there's an effect piece that comes with him, which is a, a gun blast shot. And uh, having unpacked MP44 and... Uh, um, MP, I think, is 18 streak, the, the plus model of him, which also comes with effect pieces. Uh, I actually quite like the way that Takara's done the effects pieces. There's uh, So it's not just one piece. There's, there's a base that sits over the, over the gun, and then that sort of detaches, and then you can click any of the other effects pieces into it, which um, it's quite well thought out. I, I, I like it. I, I don't know if that's actually how they do effects pieces for other franchises. Um, this is the other one that I've handled that has them, and it, it, it's a little bit nicer than the uh, the siege aesthetic, which is just that you know something fits on. 
that you can't that you can't swap them around. You can't put these masterpieces onto the siege boys. You know the um, masterpieces. So I think you could if you could find the right adapter piece. Um, I'm not sure that these pieces have a five mil a five mil inserted uh, insertion point, but uh, yeah. the parts that sit over the gun barrels would probably would probably work just fine. Cool. So yeah, yeah. Look, um, see, uh, so uh, Streak came with three pieces. Uh, Prime comes with two, and looks like Bumblebee comes with one. But it looks like it looks like Bumblebee's effect piece is pretty much one of Prime's blaster effects. So, uh, in fact, maybe they're using one of the ones from Prime today. There's a there's a shot of the uh, the uh, head replacements. <laughs> I, I I find that. I find that uh, the, so I feel like the the head the head and the face replacements is a trick that Takara sort of picked up from the third parties, and uh, there's nothing that stops the head replacements or the there's nothing that stops the face replacements looking a little bit dorky when you look at them on their own like that. <laughs> yeah, I think we have. I think the uh, masterpiece line as it is today owes a lot to third party um, companies and. Especially with the face swapping gimmicks. Yeah, I think the face, the face swapping gimmicks, I think work pretty well though. <laughs> yeah, I, they do. You, I, I got straight. Uh, the, the thing that I really like is that they're not just giving you faces that are just like angry battle or anything like that. <laughs> they're actually giving you kind of derpy faces for the Transformers. Um, Streak, Streak has a face that's like, ah. And, uh, and, like, and like, I managed to get a really, I managed to get a really goofy pose out of streak last night. Wait, wait, wait I'm just gonna, wait, I'm just gonna bring my, um, bring my camera up. Uh, and streak's like, ah, and it's like, oh, it's the, it's the feeling you have when someone is talking about you and saying nice things on the internet. Ah, yeah. not that layout, that layout. There we go. Um, so yeah, like there's a, there's a slightly derpy face for Bumblebee. Um, looks like he tilts his head up to uh, replace the head. Oh my god, it's a faceless Bumblebee! Uh, and... Oh dear. Poor oh bee. wow. So his eyes stay on, or has he got a transparent I mask? I don't know. If you go back to this, that mm. one's got eyes on it. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, ma ma <laughs> maybe you're right. Maybe there's a maybe it slots behind the eyes or something. Yeah, it maybe. Looks like yeah, you've got you know what? In the mouth there. You know what? Maybe yeah. it's more than meets the eye. <laughs> you, can you kick yourself? I don't believe I can. Uh, well, that's how I don't believe I, I don't believe I want to. <laughs> you dare. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so th this this is a good comparison shot here with uh, the new Bumblebee next to the old Bumblebee. People did say at the time that MP twenty one was released that he was really small, uh, mm. and, and it was just sort of like it was just accepted that that was yeah it was kind of kind of how big a Volkswagen would probably be as opposed to the semi trailer and stuff. Uh, and now we just get to sort of tell those people to shut up and uh, look at MP forty five and. Uh, <laughs> Turns out everyone who complained that MP20 was a bit small at the time was right. Um, it, and I think it's quite funny, actually, looking at the face designs. The like, I really I, I really liked MP21. I still like it. I have liked it for a really long time. But I can certainly see where it could certainly have been improved. And I feel like his face design is sort of owes a little bit more to 
I'm going to say it owes more to a chug design than it does an actual cartoon accurate design. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just the other also thing I wondering. Think... Oh, no, you go. Sorry. Uh, the there other thing go. I like about the, the old Bumblebee compared to the new one in this photo that you've got up anyway is the, the old Bumblebee is a bit stockier, whereas mm. uh, looks like the new Bumblebee has been put on a diet. He's, he's kind of shrunk <laughs> in and up. Yeah, he does. If you, if you look at the animation shot next to him, the, it it looks like it looks like he's a little bit less pudgy than his animation shot. Although, I I gotta say the face design looks a little bit derpy still. I think. Mm. Yeah, that's the maximum derpage going on there. But, I, I, do um, feel, I, think... I do feel like Twenty One's face design is a lot more mature than uh, Bumblebee's uh, the Forty Fives. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, I think I just. Uh, because I, th I know one concern that came with the original Bumblebee was that a lot of people were getting um, different colors on the same figure. I think the blue chest, the chest piece was all the blue plastic and just the yellow was painted onto the blue. So I, I saw a lot of people going on about Bumblebee, you know, the first one, his colors were different. So I'm just wondering if this new one, this new one looks to all be one uniform color. So maybe they've learnt something from the previous masterpiece, and they're bringing it forward to this one. But now mm. I'm I'm looking at that more off the uh, animation model a lot more now, and it looks like you know how the Combiner Wars figures had the power of the primes. You could put their like their huge hand on them as like an armor piece. Mm -hmm. That looks like. What's happened with that animation model there? <laughs> uh, it, it does seem like they've chosen a bit of a, a bit of an unflattering animation model to <laughs> compare to this figure, but uh, I'm sure there's other examples. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, uh, considering how considering how short the uh, the car mode is for this guy um, as opposed to 21, it's it is quite impressive that he's so tall. Definitely. Yeah. Go, go, gadget, bumblebee legs. <laughs> well, it looks like, um, you know, the masterpiece collectors have their choice now. They can either go with something that's accurate to the real world car or something that's accurate to the cartoon. So it looks like win win. Very true. Very true. And I have to admit, the more you, more you look at it, the, uh, the more I like it, I think. I think, I think so. And um, there was. There has been a bit of a bit of a controversy over how his um how the the back of his legs work, the back of his feet, and I'm just madly trying to find an image that shows it there. <laughs> so like, you can see you can sort of see his foot designs a little bit uh, a little bit out there on this, as opposed to the animation model where it's just sort of um, it's a, a forward facing foot. In real in real life, uh, all of those all of those parts of the door and the bonnet do need to go somewhere. So. We'll see how it goes. I don't think it's as bad as uh, as we might have originally made out. Maybe it's because that back that backpack actually hangs out far enough that the the foot protruding at the back doesn't really matter. Yeah, and this could also be a slightly mistransformed. Um, oh, I, I think I think we said that on the original uh, on the original pictures when we saw them. We we're like, oh no no, they've mistransformed it. <laughs> no, nah, I, re I reckon this is it. Okay. Yeah. Looks good. He does look good. Um, I can't remember how much he is, but uh, I am looking forward to getting him. I think he's 
he's due out at the end of next month or the end of this month. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. So he's he's forty five. Uh, forty six is uh, Leo Convoy due next month, and Hound is forty seven due in December, I believe, or either December or January, February. We'll see. I'm just. I wouldn't, for some reason, I wouldn't be surprised when, if Hound slipped a little bit. When when you mentioned price, for some reason in my head there was popular number three hundred, because that's probably what this guy will be going. Judging by how masterpiece figures. Their prices have sort of jumped up a bit in the last couple of years. Well, last year, I'll say. I'm not sure. I feel like this guy might might still actually be around maybe 150, 200 or so. Yeah, I'll never know. Yeah, maybe 200. Cam, did you, uh, did you have... Uh, uh, just good to say, you never know if Big W might, might pick it up. Maybe um, Hasbro has been known to bring some of the uh, some of the Takara masterpieces to Australia, and we know we know that Hasbro's basically given up on their own packaging now, and they're uh, they're going to take Takara's boxes and put them in a slipcase with uh, English lettering on them. So uh, it is it is very possible that he will come to Australia. Uh, we know Leo Convoy is. We're a bit surprised that Bumblebee is not, and it doesn't seem that Hound is uh, is either. But uh, we do have time for we do have time for them to change their minds. Now uh, we did say that we were going to talk about the, the big the big guy. So uh, the new MP convoy MP44 is available now. Um, I've picked I've picked mine up. I got I got MP44 and I got MP18 plus in the same one one fell swoop one same transaction. Uh, I've taken out Streak and I've played with him and transformed him a bit. I've taken photographs of MP44 in truck mode and I've started the transformation into robot mode and then I stopped to do a podcast. So uh, we'll see. How, many, how, how involved is Is this more involved than Revenge of the Fallen Leader Optimus? I don't have Revenge of the Fallen Leader Optimus, but okay. uh, I will say that there does appear to be about 10 pages of instructions. Wow, that's more involved than... Uh... And they're all really small. Are they easy to make out, though? Because sometimes it's very difficult to make out. Since they, I remember the, the old 80s toys, they actually had text. But the toys these days, they just have different colors. They did. Um, it is mostly easy to it is mostly easy to work out however uh one of the things that uh, one of the things that has sort of marred the release of mp44 is uh, a bit of a bit of a discussion about breakage of uh ratchets on knees now i don't know exactly which step this comes into play in i have reached a step in the transformation where it's like use the double hinge on the legs to do this and I'm like, oh no um <laughs> So yeah, I'm 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 not sure if I'm going to break my uh, break my prime. We'll see how we go. But uh, the so you are you do have to be a little bit careful when posing it or when extending the legs out. I can't quite I can't quite work it out. There is an issue that uh, can occur with the with the uh, the ratchets in the, in the so he's got a double jointed knee to be able to pull off some particular poses, and the ratchet in there doesn't like. Some, some of the legs being bent a particular way. So do be careful if you have purchased yourself an MP44. Uh, there's yeah, there, there's a lot of advice out there. Not only that, the the minute you post uh, the minute you post something online saying, hey, I've got MP44, you will get a response that says, watch out for the knees. It doesn't it doesn't matter where you are or who or 
uh, who you're who you're sending the things to. Someone will reply with that. Um, and it turns out maybe you should be a little bit careful of the knees. Hmm. Well, most so huge we'll um, huge releases like this, there's almost always like one person has one little problem with the knee, and then suddenly everyone's having a problem with the knee. So I think that's just something you have to take into account these days is one person has a bad experience that catches on like wildfire. Just got to go with whatever you got. I think that, I think that's quite true. Um, and I, I, I was uh, discussing this with someone the other day. He said, uh, remember, the, uh, remember the crotch issues with Beast Wars Megatron, how it was flaky and terrible and all of them were going to break and we haven't heard anything about it since like the week after release. Yeah. So yeah. Um, also, you know what? Like, it's a five, six hundred dollar item. Maybe, maybe just transform it carefully. Yeah. You, <laughs> you want to have, you want to have like gloves and sanitization and stuff. Maybe not. I mean, like that's possibly a, a that's possibly an overreaction to the suggestion <laughs> that you transform it carefully. But you know, just maybe look at where things go before you actually move them and uh, just check that you are, in fact, interpreting the instructions properly. Yeah. Um, and Jason, these aren't... Oh, no, you go. Sorry, Brad. Um, yeah. On YouTube, do they have any instructions on how to do it? So, you know, sometimes uh, they have tutorials on how to convert it? There's a few. Uh, so I'm looking for a good one at the moment. So I, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I don't watch YouTube videos. Um <laughs> If you send me a YouTube video link, I will look at it and I will read the title of it and just go, I know what happens in that video. Uh, this puts me at a distinct disadvantage when it comes to figuring out who to trust to watch transformation videos. Um, being a new figure, there's not that many out there yet. Um, like we're, we are literally getting this uh, a few days after its Japanese release. And so what I'm seeing a lot of on YouTube is there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pretty photos of the truck mode and people are doing what I've done. They've taken it out. They've got it in truck mode. They have a bit of fun with it. They take some photos, and then and they film their they film the part of their video. And then you see them pick up the truck mode and then put down the robot mode. And I'm like, hang on, <laughs> I was here for the transformation. Where's my explanation of all of the steps? Like, no, oh, you're not going to do that. Okay, bye. We'll go for the next video. And then I reminded why I don't watch videos. I've got a couple that I can recommend when um, they do their videos. They always show transformations. But, well, I mean, we're talking about, you know, this thing falling apart and people being gentle with it. At the same time, this isn't like a mass release retail figure, give it to the kids sort of thing. This is a collector's item at the same time. So you want to be careful with it no matter what. Very true. I kind of feel that um, I kind of feel seeing this side by side with uh, with MP10. I kind of feel like there's this is the kind of figure that you would leave on your shelf, like pose carefully and have him doing something, and then you might you might still pick up MP10 if you want to have a bit of a play with something. Yeah, that's probably the way a lot of people are going to go. If you know, at very least at the beginning, they might transform it once and then leave it for quite a while. Yeah. Look, um, I'm not plan. I'm not planning to put him back into truck mode anytime soon, but uh, <laughs> we'll see how I go once I get him into robot mode. Yeah. Some bad news for uh, bad news for people who are into Transformers crowdfunding. 
It's not Unicron. <laughs> it's okay. It is, in fact, this thing, the uh, the Legacy TVCon Transformers 20, 35th Anniversary Commander Convoy Box, which was a crowdfunding offer to get a G1 Optimus Prime made in gold and nailed onto a trophy stand with a bunch of reproduction stars, badges and patches and cards and um, things like that. Now, uh, regrettably, the crowdfunding campaign has not been successful. And gee, I wonder what other Transformers related crowdfunding campaigns might have been sucking up all of the atmosphere this month. <laughs> it's a bit of a noodle scratcher, isn't it? <laughs> A little bit. I mean, look, this is always an expensive option as well. Um, I think some people had actually advertised it as coming into coming into Australia. If they could crowdfund it and uh, and it was going to get made, they were going to end up charging something like five or six hundred dollars for this. Uh, it's just yeah. it's just too much for what it is. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's at the same time when you, you want a, an Optimus uh, nailed to a piece of wood or a Unicron. Mm. Unicron. <laughs> well, look, I mean, Optimus. Optimus is basically the uh, the Transformers allegory for Jesus Christ. So why not nail him to some wood? Hmm. Yeah, that's a fair call. <laughs> um, so yeah, the crowdfunding not successful. Um, I don't know whether they're going to come back and have another uh, have another shot at it. But uh, yeah, there's um. It's uh, I, looking at the article. It says that they only released, they only got to forty nine percent of the uh, required backing. So uh, we'll see. They may they may revise their target and go for it again, and maybe just raise the price a little bit. See what happens. Looking at that toy though, I just it's just screaming at me: gold plastic syndrome, gold plastic syndrome. So someone <laughs> went to. No, I, like I don't think I don't think gold plastic syndrome is something that really happens these days. Like, uh, look at the Golden Lagoon figures. Like the parts that actually have friction with other other golden parts, they are painted a slightly slightly differently textured gold um, gold color. So, I don't, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think gold plastic syndrome is really a thing for us these days. Yeah, fair enough. Looks like it's also got rubber tires though, which is this is non transforming, isn't it? Nailed to uh, I think this is nailed down. I don't think you can transform it. Yeah. 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 yeah it's just weird seeing rubber tires where everything else is gold. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a contrast, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't really have that much to say about crowdfunding this or crowdfunding Unicron. Um, what, what do you guys? What do you guys think? Um, me personally, I uh, threw my hundred bucks down this week, so you know I've joined the queue. Would you uh, would you be interested in something like this for your collection? Uh, not while I'm probably saving up for Unicron. I think he'll take up a bit more shelf space. <laughs> so <laughs> fair enough, Jim. Yeah, well, uh, yep. look, I'm I'm not that interested in the um I'm not that interested in the actual the the, the gold. G1 convoy figure, but I'm more interested in the stars reproduction stuff. And like that, that's the only thing where I like I feel like I feel like whoever's been responsible for printing that up will probably just like sell a bunch of them off cheap in the future. We'll we'll, we'll see. Just keep an eye out for it. Yeah, probably on eBay for like a thousand dollars. Unreleased stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It seems likely. I would like to so, say just about um crowdfunded stuff is even if I don't buy it, I really do like when these things are mentioned because you can sort of see inside 
the developer's mind as to what they're thinking could be released. You know what I mean? Like with Unicron and this, it's like, we're thinking of releasing this. What do you guys think? And then we can just sort of say with our pre-orders, like this one, this guy only hit 49%, so there might not be a huge interest in it. Whereas Unicron, there could be an interest in it because that number... Uh, well, did they do a bit more work um, before they released the concept for Unicron? Wasn't that a fan-generated idea? No, Hasbro's put about eighteen months worth of work into that figure. The yeah. um, there is a there is another Unicron doing the rounds, which is uh, one by a uh, one of the third-party companies known as Zeta Toys, and it's really just a third-party version of the Armada-style Unicron. So, like he he forms sort of a half sphere and. Um, when he, you know, when he's when he's in robot mode, he's uh, I think I think he was like nineteen or nineteen or twenty inches tall instead of the twenty five or thirty that the, the Hasbro one is. So yeah, he's he's not he's not on the same par, not on the not on the same, not not even playing the same sport. <laughs> so, yeah. um, on crowdfunding, I do. There's been there's been a bit of news come out which this week, which really does make you wonder. Uh, whether Hasbro is really doing a bit of a disservice by crowdfunding stuff. Uh, Hasbro has revealed that they are basically a $4 billion company. does make me wonder why why they're crowdfunding Unicron when they could just produce the thing anyway. Um, They could go for the usual, uh, which is what we've got in Australia, is a pre-order, take some interest, take some deposits, and um, then, you know, settle up the the big order later on. But, yeah. Hasbro didn't need to crowdfund Unicron, but I'm fairly sure that by making it a crowdfunded uh, campaign, they do get themselves a little bit more coverage on um, some of the more uh, some some of the more mainstream sites. Like I, I've seen the Unicron campaign covered on uh, Kotaku, Gizmodo, all these other places that wouldn't have been interested if if it was just a standard Transformer. So I don't know being a crowdfund does get you some. Get you some recognition, but it also I think it takes some of the atmosphere in the crowdfunding world away from the people who actually need it. And I have to say, though, I mean, uh, kudos to EB Games too for throwing their hat in the ring. Pardon <clears throat> me for being able to uh, go in store and actually, you know, put the money down in Australia. Um, but they haven't got the the message out to their staff in the stores. I don't know how about you guys, but I've been to a couple of EB Games store here in Canberra, uh, and they didn't know about it. So it would have been oh. nice to get the message out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a bit that is a bit unfortunate um mm. did you so in in so did you ultimately place a pre-order in store or did you go online and i actually it? did i wanted to um just test the staff's knowledge you know i went in and said look uh, they're crowdfunding you go well, you guys are facilitating with hasbro the crowdfunding for unicron uh i'd like to put a put the hundred dollars down and they said what are you talking about what are you talking about um so i had to whip <laughs> out my phone because they wouldn't have checked their their own uh website for it Unfortunately, but, yeah. um, okay. I went to about three or four EB game stores. But, um, the part that probably confused them is uh, the crowdfunding aspect, because in Australia, it's like ultimately our pre-orders count towards the crowdfund, but we're just a pre-order. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, may, maybe if you'd said the pre-order, then it might have it might have been a little bit clearer. But uh, you know, at least they managed to do it once they once they've checked mm-hmm. on the, the website, right? Exactly. Yeah. I think um, crowdfunding also, like if they announce a figure and say, here's the pre-order, then, you know, that's great. But with crowdfunding, 
they can say we need this many before we even consider making it and then the people that you know opt into it they know what they're getting and they know how much they have to pay and usually they paid it sort of straight up so crowdfunding and pre-ordering are two very i'd say they're different things but it's sort of difficult to explain the difference so like they are different things but um hasbro is a large enough company that they could certainly have just gone right we're going to make unicron here's all the details and yeah. we want you to pre-order it and we're not going to make it unless we get eight thousand pre-orders they don't need yeah. to get they don't need eight thousand crowdfund backers <laughs> and i feel like i feel like them doing it that way kind of it's like it's detracted from other companies that might have been crowdfunding stuff make toys had a crowdfund going for a new seeker uh this month which has failed because uh you know oh i don't know someone else has been worried people <laughs> have been worrying about the other crowdfunding um the the unicorn crowdfunding instead so i i i feel like in a way the the hasbro crowdfund is a little bit disingenuous uh takara has done this in the the past with the um the brave Fort Max repaint. They they said we're, we're not going to make it, and we're not going to make it unless we get enough pre-orders. If we get enough pre-orders, we'll do it. They didn't need it to be a crowdfunding thing, but they they could run it like a crowdfunding thing and say, right, you know, we need six thousand people to order this, and we only got to four thousand one hundred. Therefore, we're not going to make it. Mm. Like it's it's easy enough to handle. Yeah, I didn't. I, I wasn't aware that uh, you know the Unicron thing was taking away from third party. Um, crowdfunding i didn't i wasn't aware of that well, but, i wasn't but, even aware they use it but i mean it, it's it's not it, like there's no proof there's no proven correlation but uh yeah. you know if all the crowdfunding attention is on unicron in one month then you know no one's going to read the uh the next crowdfunding story on tfw which says you know hey go and support the uh make toys crowdfund i look i i i i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna jump in and uh you know come to make toys rescue like make toys is also a company that can manufacture toys and did not need to actually run this as a crowdfund um mm. you know they, they were perfectly they were perfectly capable of actually saying hey we're going to do this and we're not going to do it unless we get two thousand orders yeah true. It, it's it's certainly easy enough the crowdfunding aspect i think as i said the the crowdfunding aspect of unicron got them headlines and they got them coverage on sites that would not normally be interested in transformers so more power to them for that, but let's not kid ourselves that um, let's not kid ourselves that they actually needed to collect money for this uh, for this thing up front in order to actually make it. True. Yeah. Good call. Now the wait can next twenty twenty one. Well, the wait for now is until the sixth of October, and we'll see whether or not we've actually made it to uh, whether or not we've actually made it to eight thousand orders. Eh? Mm, very good point. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go to the next story. This is a bit of just a bit of uh, interest, really. Um, I noticed this as I was as I was browsing around a little bit earlier. There is a story on, um, I think it's on Cybertron, that has a description of how sieges uh, insignias are come up. Now, if you open up the siege boxes, they come with these insignias, which are sort of a a large circular. Um, a large circular device that uh, no one's really been quite sure exactly what they mean or how they've uh, constructed them all. And so uh, the guys from Hasbro have actually gotten gotten out and given a bit of an explanation. So the each of these uh, military insignias carries a division, a unit, and a rank. Uh, and so the division is sort of the the outer circle. The unit is the the central weapon. 
and the rank is the lower part on the Decepticon there. Uh, and the Autobots it has a slightly different breakdown. The division is the bottom half, the unit is the top half, and the rank is um, some part on the side. I don't find the I don't find the rank stuff particularly particularly well um, identified. And I think I think some of the people who've been trying to figure these out have uh, ended up a little bit uh, a little bit lost on exactly how to how to determine rank from these. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking at the um the siege packs that I got and you know, I really don't give a toss <laughs> about about all this intricate work into making these little, you know, little minicon no not minicon, what was the other one? The... They, they they do they do bear a bit of a resemblance to minicon faction faction insignias. Yeah, and why? It's just, you know, you got a Decepticon, you got an Autobot, fine, it's Voyager, Deluxe, or it's a Target Master, or Battle Master, whatever they're called. This is just pointless busy work, really, isn't it? Oh, look, I, I particularly, personally think it's pretty cool. It adds to the kind of mythology and the story of the, the line, I think. Um, the only thing I don't get is why Starscream's only a captain. If you look at it, he's not a major underneath the general. I thought he was second in command for some reason. <laughs> I can't necessarily determine that from here either, unless there's something later on. Yeah, yep. Just above red alerts insignia there is Star Screams. Uh, yeah, so there's red alert. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I, like I don't, I don't see how the sword represents a captain. I uh, know it's underneath it, so it's on that it's, bottom. It's the bottom part, the chevrons. That's meant to yeah. echo their rank. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you and can you know, count. I, I think. Uh, that Skywarps, yeah, and he's got a different Chevron. I've just got mm. my Skywarp one right up to my camera. <laughs> the other guys can see it. And um, yeah, I mean that's Megatron's as well. So he's got the the little X. Ooh, Skywarp. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, like I said, I, I find I find it I find it interesting. It's ultimately it's ultimately not really uh, that particularly important for all of us to really understand. It's just, uh, it's a bit of a design conceit with the uh, siege line and it's nice to know where it came from. Yeah, it's true. It makes you appreciate the art a bit more, but it doesn't really add much to the grand scheme of things. Possibly not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's the rank explanations there. Ah, uh, okay. So... Wait, does that mean Skywarps are private? I don't He's know. He's got one Chevron, yeah. He's got... No, he's got two. He's a sergeant. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, um, I mean, if you, were, if you were to say, right, you know, Megatron's the general, so who would be the majors? Soundwave and Shockwave and then the captain, Starscream? Yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah. Good work. Uh, anyway, that was just... Just a little bit of an interesting story that uh, popped up in the last last few hours. Another interesting story that has popped up is the uh, super expensive Seacons that uh, <laughs> are being offered um, as the uh, Generation Selects toy line, uh, which this one has a little bit more interest from uh, Takara Tomy in offering them. So uh, Takara Tomy is offering them through their website, Takara Tomy Mall, uh, and it does appear that most of these figures are turning up to be about $60 each, and that's not even that's not even the big ones yet. Uh, so 
all up, this uh, this combiner is going to be uh, Voyager plus four limbs, uh, four deluxe limbs. But he's going to be well over well over two hundred or two hundred and fifty dollars, possibly for um, the final asking price. But uh, this is where we're at. It's 2019. The Combiner Wars has been and gone. Some of the extra combiners that sort of we we uh, mopped up the mopped up the missing bits after Combiner Wars in Power of the Primes, and here we are with one over the one of the leftover Combiner teams, one of the most popular in uh, the Seacons forming Piranicon. So, yeah, you know they're they're finally doing a bit of fan service and bringing this figure to, to market. But uh, in doing the fan service, they do get to make sure that they're not going to do this, uh, do this figure again. Yeah. Um, I would really like to get Econs in the more updated line, Combine Awards style. Um, I'm a bit ignorant, though, because they, they have released the others, haven't they? Or are they still... No, they're still coming. Oh, they're still coming. Ah. They're, they're, they're revealing them, but they're not shipping yet. I have to admit, uh, the uh, the colours really pop. So if you had them in your collection on the true. shelf, I could see how they'd actually stand out quite a bit, I, you know, aside from your bumblebees, but um, they'd really <laughs> pop and add, add some pizzazz to your collection. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, th I think I think they would too. The, uh, the we saw the first set of Seacons revealed a few weeks back as well, and they they really do look like they've got uh, a really nice color scheme and uh, probably quite generous paint applications. I think as well. Yeah, it makes me wonder if they're going to keep releasing them two at a time, or if maybe afterwards they might do a box set. I kind of feel like the lead time for these things going on to onto Takara Tommy Mall might mean no. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. So sort of snap them up while you can and I I also think if 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 you've been buying if you've bought wave one and then they're gonna do they're gonna reveal wave two and then at the end of it they reveal wave three, which will only be like one figure, and then they go, right, sit tight, we'll introduce this into stores, and then when they introduce it into stores, it's a gift set that you haven't had the opportunity to buy. I think you'd be shitty. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. So you know, I think I think it's in their interest to not make people shitty. I think it's the same thing as Unicron. If I if I got him and he showed up in Big W, I get a little bit shitty as well. <laughs> yeah, possible. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. All right, they, they do look wonderful, though. Like the color mm. schemes, the alt modes—they really look like they've thought they're not just cheap repaint. They actually really look great. That's right. Right, uh, that is the end of some of the the major news items. Just a couple of a couple of things have come up. Uh, there is a reveal of a another masterpiece scaled beachcomber. This time it's fans toys. He's FT forty three. Is called June Rider. Um, he is a nice looking boy. He looks like a bit of a cartoon, bit of a cartoony look look to him. Um, and I'm sort of looking at this and just wondering whether or not my uh, my X Transbots Arcos might have his days might be numbered. We'll, <laughs> well see. only you can answer that, my friend. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like he's a he's a he's a good looking bot. Oh, look at that! Look at that cute little jump pose over there. The beach buggy mode is man, maybe a bit, man, but <laughs> that's just a weird picture. There, it's like beach one moment. But you beach can get was always a weird June buggy anyway. Yeah, I know, but it just looked weird how, like, they got the white front and then it's like, but you can also get this silver front. I think that's, uh, I, if I'm not, 
if I'm not uh, mistaken, I believe Beachcomber actually had stickers to cover his uh, cover his uh, front or his legs or something like that. So maybe it's just it looks like it's just a bit that you clip over to make it look a little bit more toy accurate, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, I yeah. Well, I'm not a masterpiece collector, but I don't know if. I mean, you've already got a masterpiece scale beach coma, haven't you? Yeah, I'm just looking up, looking for him up on one of the shelves there. But uh, like, I do, and I don't need another one. But um, this is actually looking pretty nice. And also, like, I kind of like beach coma. Yeah, I I reckon beach coma school. It's just this one that looks a bit thin on the paint application. Maybe, maybe it's I maybe just it's just because we're looking at a test shot. Yeah, very very good point. Yeah. I'm loving that that foot uh, pivot as well that that he's got in there. The articulation. Yeah, yeah, his uh, yeah his ankle tilts look pretty nice. They seem to work. They seem to work fairly well in uh, with the rest of his leg design there too. Last uh, last brief story before we go uh, go off and talk about a couple of things. Uh, IDW's Phase Two Volume Ten, um, although it says Volume Eleven in the story, that's a bit weird, but whatever. Mm. Um, the, uh, they are ready to release. They collect more than meets the eyes. Uh, they collect up to issues 50 to 55 of more than meets the eye, uh, a couple of short stories, and a redemption one-shot. Uh, redemption is part of the Dinobot arc with some of the art by uh, Livia Remondelli. And, uh, yeah, so uh, so according to, the, according to the description from TFW, collects Transformers issues 46 to 50, more than meets the eye, 50 to 55. So that's actually fairly close to the end of the initial run of more than meets the eye. It, uh, it rebranded to Lost Light fairly soon after this. So this is, uh, this is sort of reaching the end. This is... Um, this is the Necro World arc and uh, some of the some of the time travel, I think, as well. So, uh, hmm. yeah, uh, not not the time travel. Sorry, the the um, dimension jumping into the Functionist universe, which uh, set the scene for the finale of Lost Light. And yeah, um, so yeah, those are coming out. Uh, I think it's due. Oh, so it's due oh, May twenty twenty. May 2020, which it's actually due on my birthday on May 26th. And uh, the reason issues 10's cover art was shown is because no one knows what the cover looks like yet. <laughs> it's pretty early. It is kind of amazing that it takes six months to six months or maybe even more to collect comics that were individually released a few years ago. But there you go. Ours is not to wonder why. <laughs> That's how solicitations work for comics, right? That is, in fact, the end of the news. So we can uh, we can return to our three up configuration here, and uh, talk about some acquisitions. Now, uh, Cam, you've already you've already shown off our um, you've already shown off your combat Megatron. Did you want to have something? Else? Did you want to talk about something else? That you've, I actually uh, do. I've, um, I'm lucky. I've got my shelf within reaching distance, so I can grab if I need to. But um, just recently, I finished grabbing all four uh, Studio Series Constructor Cons. Uh, I'm excited to build Devastator when I get them all. Um, but Long Haul was the here we go down there was the most recent one that I got. So you know I'm really excited to get them. And I think there were two more reveals 
just recently as well. Uh, there, there were. There's. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's any Constructicons remain to be revealed yet or not. But uh, I feel like there's still something hanging around. But uh, yeah, no. There's the, there's been a few a few new reveals lately. Um, mm. It does seem like uh, it does seem like the um, Studio Series line is going to continue to go on. I, like, I, I feel like Studio Series has been quite popular, in fact. So, yeah. Mm. Um, anything else you want to bring up there? Or, uh, um, I might. And you might be able to uh, shed some light on this one. So I got this oh, just recently. Oh. Uh, that looks like a, a, a Mega SCF. Uh, is that Star Saber? Star Saber, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's basically it's a PVC figure representation. It doesn't transform, but uh, they're mm. collectibles, really. Mm. Yeah, I thought he was very cool, so I uh, picked him up in a local shop. Mm -hmm. Nice. Is is, nice. Do, you, do you have any other SCFs? Um, I don't with me at the moment, no. Mm. I think I've got a uh, Starscream in storage. Oh, very nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, like they don't seem... They don't seem that difficult to come by, but um, mm. I think they're a little bit they're a little bit of a rarity in Australia because uh, like we, we didn't really grow up with the the culture around the the sort of the collectible PVC figures. Mm. But uh, this is yeah, Star Saber. I thought he was quite a uh, a good looking figure, and then the box as well is quite nice. <laughs> yeah, oh, fair enough too. Uh, Bradley, how are you uh, how are you looking for acquisitions? Um, I haven't got any new acquisitions, but I would like to add a little addendum to my last week's um, acquisitions when I was talking about Siege Skywarp. I have mm -hmm. since got him into his Tetrajet mode, and he looks really cool. And I thought, wow, the battle damage is really obvious on uh, this guy. And then I did a comparison with mm -hmm. Starscream, and I don't think I'm going to be able to quite get this over quite well. The random battle damage is picture perfect on both of them. I was thinking maybe yeah. they're different. I, th I thought, you know, it might be different for different toys, but no, it's just exactly the same spots have exactly the same sort of damage to them. Like you can see the nose there. Yeah, look, I, un unfortunately, I noticed this when I looked at the, the Siege Rainmaker three pack and. Um, I did make the comment last week that it does look like they've all thrown, flown through the exact same cloud of shit. Yeah, pretty much. So I was just a bit surprised with that. I was like, oh, look, he's got the same spot. Oh, look, he's got the same spot. Oh, wait, they've all got the same spots. Yeah, they have. It's a bit I'm really looking forward to uh, Thundercracker, though, so I can give Starscream the smirky face that Thundercracker has. But, yeah, that was all. That I don't have any new acquisition as such. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up. Um, so look, um, I've got uh, I've got MP44 and I've got MP18 plus. Uh, that's about it for that's about it for new acquisitions. Um, I haven't I haven't brought 44 in. He's actually sitting on the kitchen table mid transform. So I'm I've embarked on the uh, the, the, the nail biting terrifying thing that is uh, transforming MP44. Everyone, please wish me luck, and I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the reason why you're not going to be on next week, isn't it? Because you're going to be transforming MP44. That is, I, I expect to still be transforming him next week. Maybe I expect to be maybe about a third of the way through. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Best of luck with that, my friend. We'll see. <laughs>
we're about we're about at the end of the show. We're uh, pretty much running to time at about an hour long. So let's uh, let's wrap the show up. It is birthday month for TCCA this month. So uh, if you're able to get to an event that we are organising in a couple of couple of places around uh, around the country, please do head in, say hi, meet some meet some fellow collectors. And if you can't, then uh, yeah, maybe raise a glass and uh, toast the club and to see how see how you go. Uh, and of course, when I say raise a glass and toast the club, I am of course thinking about the Leonardo DiCaprio uh, animated GIF from uh, The Great Gatsby, with all the fireworks <laughs> going off in the background. I think that would be a good look. Uh, on that bombshell, it's time to end the show. So thank you for listening. If you are watching along with the live record, and a couple of people might have, uh, please uh, thank you for checking us out. You can find out more about these stories and uh, more, including links to them and uh, some. All, all sorts of other information posted in the show notes that will be posted to the Transformers Weekly Facebook page and the Podbean site. We are all hanging around in Transformers Collectors Club Australia. Uh, I actually did not introduce Cameron. Probably Cameron is the uh, Cameron is the uh, New South New South Wales. No, I'm the New South Wales state rep. He is the <laughs> ACT state rep. You, you can't have my state. It's okay. You probably don't know it anyway. Uh, so the the club does operate some uh, some state. Rep- state representatives for getting some local knowledge and uh, uh, just helping hand for some members in various areas. And Cam is the Cam is the uh, ACT representative. So uh, he gets to take care of all of the politicians who are Transformers fans in Australia. Uh, so, yeah, as I said, uh, we are all in the Transformers Collectors Club Australia group on Facebook if you'd like to talk to us. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, if you found this podcast through a, a web search, then you can find us on iTunes, Pocket Casts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and more. The RSS feed, if you really need it, which you probably don't buy these days, uh, is on the website and in the show notes. Uh, we are a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia. Uh, is a registered non-profit club in Victoria that uh, strives to make life better for Transformers fans across Australia. We do it by engaging the collecting community, going out and manning tables at swap meets and supernovas and Oz Comic Cons and all those sort of good things. So if you're at one of those events, and I think uh, Gold Coast Oz Comic Con is coming up very soon, uh, we will be we will have a table there demoing some, no, not, not really demoing, just uh, showing off some Transformers to interested parties. So uh, do come along and see us there. You can find out more about the club at transformerscca.com. Gra- Brad, you can be found on Twitch. Just look for the big pair of legs with the groovy guy in between them, or you can go to twitch.tv slash groovyguy0069. And um, Cameron, we might. Uh, do, do, is, there, is there somewhere that people can catch you outside of on Facebook? Uh, no, just on Facebook. Fair enough, fair enough. Very active there, so you're, you're, you're bound to see something from me there. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for watching, and we will be back with more Transformers news next week, and it might be episode 200. We might see if we can do something a little bit special. We'll see how we go, maybe inviting a few extra faces onto the podcast for a big uh, one-off one-off blowout episode, which may not be next week, actually, because I'm not going to be around. It might be two weeks from now. We'll see how we go. Uh Anyway, thank you very much, and uh, that can that can be deleted and ref- reference gone. So thank you yeah. very much for watching, and uh, we'll be back with more next time. Toodles. Toodle Pipsky. Bye. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>